to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am Nick. This is the show. We like to have fun. We also get serious about lots of issues, but they go very quickly because I change the subject without realizing it. Hi, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick Flanagan Weekly. Coming at you late at night. Don't know why. Well, I kind of know why. I changed the dosage of my ADHD medication, guys. I went a little bit up. I thought, oh, hey, you know, I'm not really getting enough done, dudes. Dudes. Dudes, where'd you go? And that was the thing. I say this to the dudes. The dudes are gone. They've already started walking away. Where are the dudes? They're not there. Because they've done, they're gone, they're normal. <laughs> they normal. They're normal. And I'm weird. So I went and I said, maybe we can go a little bit higher. And here it is. Now it's almost 2 a.m. and I feel like a morning dove. Uh, being massaged by Robert Duvall. Can you even, I've been watching these movies. These old movies. Robert Duvall. Peak, good looking Duvall. I'm sure in those old, probably Boo Radley or whatever, but let's go a little further up. Godfather 2. There's just something so mmm about him. I also love the fact the guys looked 67 forever, you know, since 1967, you know? Uh, So that's my story about Robert Duvall and why he's attractive. He'd be my hall pass. We think of that term, hall pass. I hate it. First of all, never needed one. I don't know if it's an American thing. Got your hall pass? Maybe that's a private school thing. And uh, it means that you're allowed to skip school. But in this analogy, the relationship you're in is school. And you cannot be it in it for a bit. I don't like it. So yeah, I'm on a new, uh, apparently an ADHD med that uh, is supposed to make me like less prone to ADHD. Um, not really feeling uh, <laughs> like I'm staying on topic during this intro of the podcast, but in case you haven't clued in, this is one of my solo episodes. There is no guest. I hope you enjoyed the uh, interview the other week with Danko Jones, where we talked in depth about Toronto, which is great because either the next interview or the one after that that's going to come out is with my really good friend, Allison Baker. And if you know me, uh, it's very likely you know Allison or you know of Allison because I've always been, I don't know, we're, we're tight. We're tight bros from way back when. She's responsible for getting my uh, a comedy thing I taped on San Francisco public access radio or sorry public access television in uh 2005 maybe uh which and and what's extra crazy about that is so allison and my friend aaron had cajoled somehow that this recording i'd done this video recording half hour long could be on this i don't know if it was a pirate station or an actual cable like you know cable 10 kind of community station so my band played uh at this venue called bottom of the hill with a band called van stone 
which uh, starred... It was a band that this guy, Dave... I can't remember his last name. Uh, he's in a Red Hot Chili Peppers video as a rocker, and he played the rocker in Ghost World. He's a very talented guy. And he had this band that was like 19 people, and it was like a cock rock parody thing. It was, they had a like three or four giant wind fans that he'd put on stage to blow his hair back, and it was a whole thing, very Steel Panther-esque, I assume. I don't really know much about Steel Panther. And Johnny and the Dudes was the opener, which was this sort of jokey band, very stocky guys. They had a song called King of Beers about Budweiser, Johnny and the Dudes. Now, I did stand-up opening for my band. That has never gone well, by the way, and it's happened more than once. And uh, then I also um, played in Brutal Nights that night. And uh, before Brutal Nights played, I was um, doing stand-up. wasn't going great. Oh, and I had no voice. My, my voice was shot from being on tour because I screamed. So I had, like, no voice at all. So I was drinking hot toddies. Then I was doing stand-up. So I was like, hey. What do you guys think of the World Trade Center thing? I think it's silly. Or something. You know, some kind of ironic take. This is 2005. Gotta got irony. It was peak at that time. And uh, cheap ironic comedy was the best kind at that time for me. Anyway, someone didn't think so. That this person croaking out non sequitur one-liners that often had the word Jew in it were, uh, didn't like it. So, uh, there I am doing comedy. This guy tackles me. Booge. He tackles me on stage. It was like an ex-football player. <laughs> or Green Beret or something. So, that's miserable for me. Then I have to perform. Cucked as it were, sacked, truly. And although I will say, when he tackled me, my response was to tackle him back. Kind of playful. Not the worst response I've ever had in my life to something. And he, then I had to perform, and it was miserable. And all I could think about afterwards was how, oh my god, I got tackled. Ow. This is horrible. And then... And I, my throat hurts, and I can't talk, and I'm drinking hot whiskey or whatever hot toddies are. And, like, this is supposed to be cool, but I hate it. And then the TV was on, and lo and behold, it was my comedy <laughs> on San Francisco cable television. Just nobody watching it except for me and my friends <laughs> who had gotten it on the air for me. I was like, hey, look, it's, hey, look. It's my video. And then they just look and were like, yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, I forgot to do my gratitude list. I might call it after I do the gratitude list. Do a little short intro to the week. I don't know yet. Gratitude list. This man named Mike. Mike is in a band named S Cell Phone. I shouldn't... This is not... A mysterious stranger who I'm friends with gave me a pizza last week. So I'm grateful to people who are willing to give me whole pizzas that I can take home and say to my mom, you're not cooking tonight. We got pizza. 
And so thank you, Masked Stranger, who I may have named earlier. You giving me that pizza this past Thursday really helped me out. I'd like to thank... Uh, I'd like to thank... <laughs> I'm grateful for not really being aware of uh, reality show deadlines and stuff. Or, you know, when... Well, no. Sorry, let me back up. I am grateful that I don't know when award shows are happening. So there'll be like some day where I'll say, hey, uh, everybody want to go to the bowling tonight? And they'll go, no, today's the Emmys. Oh, didn't know. But in Los Angeles, where I was for a time, you can't avoid it. I don't I can't explain. They like closed down. There's mosquitoes in this room. They closed down bars. They, they cancel comedy shows. The Emmys. They do that anywhere for the Oscars, but I just think. You know what, though? Television is better than live entertainment. Let's just all agree to agree on that. And thirdly, I am grateful for... Let's just say tele barter. No, I'm grateful for barter and trade. I'm not good at it. Try and negotiate with me sometime. You'll find out. You'll say, hey, I like your hat. And I'll go, oh, it's $7. Do you want it? Seven. And they'll go, mm, and I'll go, what about three? Mm, take the hat. I just give you the hat. You just say, mmm, a bunch of times. Pause for a second after making an offer and I'll, I'll go lower. That's, a, that's an order. <laughs> um, okay, I'll add another grateful thing because I kind of think that that, you know, award show gratefulness was actually me somehow complaining about award shows. I am grateful for Get a Life with Chris Elliott. Bob Elliott, Brian Doyle Murray, many a good people in the cast. I rewatched an episode of Get a Life, which I watched as a when I was like 9, 10, 11 years old with my family. <laughs> we watched it like we watched The Simpsons. We we loved it. And I rewatched it now. It is just as funny as it was then. It's funnier than it was then. It is so much comedy. And I played it for a very special person who um, isn't from America and is from the UK, where comedy is a little bit more sophisticated, a, a, a little less charm-based, and uh, she was loving it. And that, to me, is a mark of a good show. So thank you, Get a Life, for still being funny. Almost maybe 20 years afterwards. Thanks, Bob Odenkirk. I think he wrote that show at least a little bit. Unless I'm crazy, which <laughs> had to up that dosage, so maybe I am. There was all this other stuff I wanted to talk about, but, you know, not gonna. I think I've made my point. Told that nice little story. Probably told it before, but there's like 170 episodes of this. What, are you going to find it in episode 11? I don't think so. You're hearing this now, and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast... Kofi.com slash Nick Flanagan, Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Subscribe, rate, review, please. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Join my newsletter brigade. 
tinyletter.com slash Nick Flanagan. Listen to, uh, follow a YouTuber named Terminal Passage. It's an interesting mixture of types of music. There's a lot of fusion jazz from the 70s. Japanese stuff. It's weird. I'm into it. Tell me what you think. Terminal Passage, the YouTuber. And listen, there's a new podcast with Jason Seans on it. Uh, the name of the podcast, it, the name of the episode is um, The Fall and Rise of Jason Seans. He is someone who... Uh, a terrible fall, and there is probably an ongoing GoFundMe. And I listened to that episode, and I was like, eh, I'm, I'm glad that Jason is uh, amongst us uh, doing his best. And that's all. That's the episode. Thank you. Flanagan. Oh, again. Flanagan Weekly.